Big Stories of the Day. Hashtag SAFM Sunrise. Let's try and understand the mind of a murderer and what are the signs of guilt. Criminologist and forensic consultant Paul O'Sullivan joins us now. Paul, good morning to you. Uh, obviously, we're focusing and we're seeing on TV Kirsten Clate's rape and murder accused appearing uh, for his bail application. When you see these kind of things, can, can you as somebody who has this kind of history identify things that a person is saying and doing and how they behave already to see if they're guilty or not guilty? Yeah, uh, good morning, first of all, um, and to the listeners. Uh, Look, it's impossible just by reading the newspapers or watching what you see on TV to assess an individual and determine what may or may not have triggered him to commit the crimes Mm. he committed, assuming he is the one. Um, If we go back to the, the crime scene itself, that's where you really start your investigation to understand what took place there. Now, the, the French equivalent of uh, Sherlock Holmes was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Edmund Locard. Mm-hmm. And in the early 20th century, Edmund Locard came up with the what's now commonly referred to as Locard's Exchange Principle, which establishes that the perpetrator of any crime will bring something to the crime scene and leave it there and will leave the crime scene with something from it. And when we establish that, we can see, certainly from the media, that this is a classic example, this case, of low-cost exchange principle in action. Because the gentleman in question arrived there in one set of clothes and left there in another set of clothes, including the clothing of the victim. Mm. Now, um, once left wondering what happened in his life, uh, there's some schools of thought would be that changes to brain anatomy are the primary reason behind what we would call antisocial behavior. Murder is, in fact, an antisocial behavior. It's, it's, the, it's the most uh, terrible of the crimes that human beings can commit. Now, some persons have something, we, to put in simple terms, something wrong with their brain. Uh, so the, every, every human being, the, the conduct of that human being is guided by their brain. When you decide, some of it is done subconsciously. When you decide to pick a spoon up, you look at the spoon, you see where it is, and you guide your hand to pick that spoon. And you, most of that you do subconsciously. You don't even think about it. But some things that you do, you have to think about it. You have to consider. For example, when you're parking your car. Now, the same applies to committing murder. Something triggered that person, assuming it's the person that's in the dock, and I don't know because I'm not close enough to the investigation, and I'm not going to talk about the merits of the case either because there has to be a trial. But assuming that person is the person that committed the murder, one has to establish what was going on inside him at the time. One also needs to understand some some other points, which are probably still far away from being understood. And I come up with such questions as: Was the murder planned? Is the murder is the murder his first murder? Mm. Now. Well- what, that may take several years to find out. One of the issues that, that came up in this one, and I'm sure in general we can talk about it, is how much maybe the media has influenced the way 
uh, the public think? One of, one of the issues this accused has done is uh, he was worried about DNA being caught. If he was, uh, he turned over the body, he says, and he was worried about DNA results that could that uh, that could come back to him, and he was worried he'd be caught. How much has the media influenced just the general public when it comes to uh, maybe witnessing a crime or, or seeing seeing a situation or being near to a crime? Well, remember, human beings have emotions. And when a person gets murdered, human beings tend to, more often than not, look upon the person who commits the murder Mm. as an evil person, as a psychopath, or a person that actually needs to be either, uh, you know, in some cases hung or executed or, or put away for life. Now, in some countries, they have different schools of thought. And some of those schools of thought are correct and some of them are not. The media has a great role to play. First of all, the public want to be informed. And what better way of informing the public than reporting on a a bail application? Because at the bail application, the accused has to demonstrate to the court two things. First of all, that he intends to defend himself as a person not guilty of the crime he's accused of, and therefore he has to deal with certain issues pertaining to the crime itself without necessarily going into his whole defense. Um, And that's what he's done in this case. He's tried to explain the rationale for wearing um, the deceased T-shirt. Now, whether that remember the judge doing the bail application is completely different to the judge that will hear the trial. So whatever he says in the bail application may or may not be used against mm. him okay. in the trial. Now, the media are there to give a fair explanation. I've looked at the media coverage here. I think most people have because it's a case of interest. Mm. I live I live less than a kilometer from where this shocking incident took place. Now, the media coverage has been quite balanced and quite good. It's explained uh, exactly what he and his lawyer have given to the court as the rationale for them to have bail. I'm not in the business of prejudging what will happen to the bail hearing. I believe it's continuing today. Um, But really, at the end of the day, the odds are stacked against him. It's 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 incredible to expect everyone to believe that you walked along and you found a person there and you lay on her, according to him, he lay down on her and and then changed her clothes, stripped her and took her clothes and buried them in a drain. That's hardly the conduct of a person that's thinking rationally. Paul, Paul, unfortunately, we need to leave it there. I think it's a good place to leave it as well. Paul O'Sullivan, thank you very much. Criminologist and forensic consultant joining us, trying to understand the mind of a murderer, alleged murderer, and what are the signs of guilt as well.